0: Last week, I shared some of my journey with loss and the things that helped me. But we're all different and what worked for me won't necessarily work for you. A long walk isn't everyone's cup of tea and it isn't possible for everyone. Loss flings us into an unknown landscape for which there is no guidebook, there are no right or wrong paths, and the way certainly isn't flat, or straight, or clearly marked. There have been theories on the stages of grief, but it is recognised that there is no predictable pattern, and there is no linear progression. A roller coaster is actually a far better description. In this short time now, when we're limited, in what we can share of an area that is absolutely huge. Perhaps I can just highlight a few things that sound obvious but which we can easily forget. And the first is that loss is part of life. And I think no one says it's it's better than Henri Nouon who writes this. One of the most radical demands for you and me is the discovery of our lives as a series of movements or passages. When we are born, we leave our mother's womb for the larger, brighter world of the family. It changes everything, and there is no going back. We go to school, and then we leave our homes and families and move to a larger community of people, where our lives are forever larger and more expensive expansive. It keeps changing. When we grow older, when we retire or lose our jobs and everything shifts again. It seems as though we're always passing from one phase to the next, gaining and losing someone, some place, something. The losses remind you constantly that all isn't perfect. And it doesn't always happen for you the way you expected. That perhaps you had hoped events would not have been so painful, but they were. Or that you expected something from certain relationships that never materialised. Your whole life is filled with losses, endless losses. And every time there are losses, there are choices to be made. You can choose to live your losses as passages to anger, blame, hatred, depression and resentment. Or you can choose to let these losses be passages to something new, something wider and deeper. The question is not how to avoid loss and make it not happen, but how to choose it as a passage, as an exodus to a greater life and freedom. The next point is that grief is normal. It's important to remember Though we're we're all at different stages in our lives and we'll all have experienced different losses. Our lives and our losses are completely unique. No one has the same story as you do. Grief is a natural response to loss. We grieve because we love. It's really important not to compare our losses. Because when we do any comparison, we will either diminish our own loss or the other person's. Your pain and your loss is yours, and mine is mine. And we don't leave our losses behind. They're not something we get over a bit like a hurdle. We just need to clear this obstacle and then it will be okay. Our losses, and especially our significant losses, can be completely life-changing. So it's important to allow our grief. We grieve and express our grief in different ways. And there's no right or wrong way. Some of us need to talk about it. Some of us need to be a bit more active and do something, often something physical, a challenge of some kind. Psalm 84 speaks of pilgrims passing through the Valley of Bacca. And this isn't an actual physical place, a physical valley, but it's a valley of tears. When tears need to flow allow them and this valley is not one to be rushed through as quickly as possible. Take your time with grief and don't judge or compare other people's loss or their response to it and the last point that I just want to make briefly is about our experiences of loss and that they're not a reflection of our faith. Where there's traumatic loss and where it is sudden, unexpected or unexplained that's just hugely difficult. There are questions to which there may not be any answers. Some people can find that having faith is comforting and helpful, which is great. For others, it challenges our faith, and we can begin to question long held beliefs, wondering why, why has God allowed this to happen? Some Christians have difficulty in grieving. They're in a better place. They're not suffering anymore. Yes, it's good that they're not suffering. And for that, we can be glad. But we grieve for ourselves. We're still here trying to survive and make sense of our lives that have been devastated. Safe in the arms of Jesus, they may be, but the point is we grieve because they're not in our arms. In the Bible, we read that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead But before he did so, he cried. He knew Lazarus was dead before he got the news. But still, he cried. He knew Lazarus would be alive again in moments. But still, he cried. He knew death here is not forever. He knew eternity and the kingdom better than anyone else could. Yet he wept. Because this world... is full of pain and regret and loss and depression and devastation. He wept because knowing the end of the story doesn't mean you can't cry at the sad parts.